Blog Talk Radio. This is the Thursday night edition of Elevated Places, and normally you would hear the voice of my wonderful co-host, Brother Terrence Muhammad, but he is not only traveling, because, you know, he's always traveling, but he happens to be in a certain time zone and engaged in certain meetings um, that are going to make it uh, difficult for him to join us this evening. And already I miss him, and I want him to know that he is such an essential and loved uh, person on the Elevated Places program that uh, I think many people tune in just to hear him. And so at the same time, though, we wish him much success, and I'm not going to disclose where he is. Uh, I'll let him do that next week, but um, he did send some photos, and it's exceedingly beautiful um, where he is uh, this evening. Um, In the meantime, hopefully we will be joined um, by our international correspondent and uh, contributor and analyst, Brother Reuben Muhammad, uh, to sit in for Brother uh, Terrence as my co-host this evening. We do have a big program for you, and we think you're going to uh, enjoy it very much. We have a special guest who is not uh, new to Elevated Places. In fact, we've got to call him a friend of the program. And um, those of you who are registered in the Nation of Islam and went to the meeting last night were certainly given uh, an amazing gift, an amazing treat. Um, And we'll be able to uh, talk out of some of the things that were shown and some of the testimony that was heard um, about this phenomenal 
journey to Mecca and the significance of it is just beginning to sink in even to the people that went. And so as it unfolds and we begin to develop a deeper, deeper appreciation for what happened and the timeliness of the journey to the holy city of Mecca um, by 17 uh, members of the Nation of Islam delegation who accompanied the honorable minister who was Farrakhan uh, during the last 10 days of Ramadan. So many uh, facets of that journey um, are powerful, significant, and very intriguing and captivating when you uh, are ultimately treated to the video uh, videos that are being put together for you. Uh, you will be so thoroughly pleased and excited uh, by what you see. Um, I do want to say that um, our guest tonight will be uh, the national imam for the Nation of Islam, Brother Sultan Rahman Muhammad, and he will share, um, as did Brother Saad uh, Alim Muhammad last week, I gave some insight, and of course, hearing from our national imam, we will certainly get a very unique uh, view, and, and of course, uh, his upbringing, his education, um, all of that plays into what he's able to bring us from the journey. So he will be coming on shortly. Um, the Project Separation Tour uh, continues. We will host, uh, the Nation of Islam will host its 15th town hall meeting in less than a year. 15th town hall meeting. This Sunday in the legendary city of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, uh, the local mosque number 12, and the Delaware Valley under the leadership of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan's regional representative in the Delaware Valley, uh, Student Minister Rodney Muhammad, and the laborers and believers there are very excited. We're going to have a sparkling array of brilliant minds uh, representing the black community at the Triumph Baptist Church tomorrow night uh, in Philadelphia, 1648 West Hunting Park Avenue in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. And um, we are all watching um, anxiously as uh, Donald Trump and the U.S. government attempt to manufacture reasons to attack the Islamic Republic of Iran. The uh, cover page of the Final Call newspaper this week, the June 19th issue, um, is wars and rumors of wars. And it raises the question, is U.S. marching steadily to war with Iran? Uh, Trump is talking big stuff and pushing as hard as he can uh, into this war for a number of reasons. Also, this is the anniversary, sadly, of the Charleston Massacre, where the young white boy Dylan Roof went into Mother Emanuel Church in Charleston, South Carolina, and massacred nine black people who were there for Bible study. And there's a, a very poignant article on 
marking that anniversary, uh, which took place back in 2015. And the article talks about very little progress since then and the lost opportunity that followed that major tragedy. Um, It's very interesting because there's an article in the final call entitled, When They See Us. Now, many of you, most of you know by now that um, When They See Us uh, is on Netflix. Uh, The producer, a very gifted uh, director, Ava DuVernay, uh, produced this uh, docudrama about what was known as the Central Park Five. Uh, in 1989, five very young teenagers were wrongly charged and convicted of raping and beating a young white woman who was jogging in Central Park. They were ultim- ultimately exonerated, but they suffered irreparable harm. But what I find am- amazing that we might want to talk about later, especially from the spiritual and psychological perspective, I have never seen um, a film where black people of all ages and walk of life, including myself, are all having the same reaction to this film, and that is the inability to watch it. The inability to watch it. You know, I saw the trailers. um, I just... I just couldn't watch it, and and we can talk about that perhaps if we have time later on, uh, if not this week, perhaps ne- next week. But th- there's there's something about our spiritual bond as black people that makes us respond similarly uh, across the board to the same events. So if you look at, for example, the O.J. Simpson case, where almost to a person, white people thought he was guilty. Black people felt he was innocent. Um, When you look at all of the police murders that have taken place, black people on one side, white people on the other. But it's just uh, significant to me, this phenomenon of responses across the board. That is uh, covered very effectively in the final call. And uh, so there there are many more stories. Uh, All I can say to you is get your digital edition of the Final Call newspaper um, if you don't have it, and also uh, get your hard copy, pick it up at your Moscow study group, or look for the FOI uh, on the street with the Final Call. And so um, I'm very happy to uh, let you know, I'm told that Brother Ruben has joined us, so I want to open up his mic. Um, oh, the the callers, the callers. Assalamualaikum, just, I'm right here. Assalamualaikum, salam. Caller list just grew exponentially uh, in a very short time. <laughs> we went from like zero oh, to crazy. 160 seconds or something. But walaikum salam, Brother Reuben. It is a pleasure to hear your voice, and I appreciate you bringing uh, your knowledge, wisdom, your insight to elevated places, and uh, we're going to be 
joined shortly by one of the really great spiritual assets uh, of the Nation of Islam. Um, and I'm talking about Imam Sultan Rahman Muhammad. Uh, but before we bring our brother on, uh, we certainly want to hear from you um, as to what you want us to know um, about what's going on and that's relevant to us. All praises due to Allah. Walaikum salam, Sister Dr. Ava, and to all of the listeners. I'm very happy to be on the show today. Um, it is uh, it is a very cold winter day, and just when you brought me in, the the rain started coming in, and uh, so you may hear a little bit of background noise because I am up and about. Uh, but um, uh, it is raining here in in Australia, and. Again, uh, they're having this whole uh, miscalculation with the weather and the reports every night as well. We've just had another record-breaking coldest night ever in the month of June for the last X amount of years. And, uh, you know, they're they're baffled at what's going on. And, and, you know, we're getting rain, we're getting hail, and it's something to to, to watch it every day and be a part of it because in my line of work, I'm traveling a lot as well. So uh, it's an interesting winter. And everyone I talk to is saying exactly the same thing. So um, I am full of joy, and uh, especially after I, I wasn't able to be present in Chicago for our Believers meeting. But, uh, of course, I managed to uh, log in and uh, join join in and be able to witness, uh, and uh, you know, the witness-bearing and testimonies of those who spoke yesterday. So I'm full of spirit, and, um, you know, again, um, Every time I hear those who um, uh, went with the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, the delegation to to Mecca, we get another insight and another insight. So I'm so happy that we got our brother Imam with us today uh, so we can get even more. But uh, very quickly, the most important thing, that's right, the most important thing that that is going on, of course, uh, or, or that has been going on, in world events, and we will get to learn more and more the pivotal nature of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan's trip to the Middle East, to Saudi Arabia, Mecca, uh, and as as we heard yesterday, part of a peace mission trying to avert war, because the war mongers out of Congress uh, are doing what they do, and trying to push the president. The president has even come on. We're seeing in Australia uh, kind of, you know, backing up a little and saying, no, no, we don't want war with Iran. We don't want this. We don't want that. But there are others uh, who are pushing for that. And the, coming from the rest of the world, uh, looking outside from outside America to inside America, many of the European nations are being very cautious of going along with uh, what they call the madness of the United States. Because uh, they're in so many theaters of war right now, many of the European nations are also kind of reminding everyone that, hey, we've seen this before, where we've been told there's weapons of mass destruction, there is this, or this guy is a bad guy, we need to get him out of the way. And of course, once it's all said and done, and many of these wars are still ongoing, the troops are still in Afghanistan and in all other areas of the Middle East as well. Uh, then later on everyone learns that it was all a lie. So this is nothing new. The playbook that uh, the warmongers are using is nothing new. We've seen all of this before, many false flags. In fact, even the Japanese, uh, I encourage uh, the listeners to go online and 
and and get some uh, direct information from the two uh, one of the captains of the ship that was supposedly attacked uh, by Iran. Uh, you're saying it's we didn't hit a landmine. He's talking about it was something of a missile. So. Um, you know, they're coming wow. uh, out in the open and contradicting the story that uh, the U.S. is putting out to the, to the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. And, and I wrote something earlier in the week, again, encouraging people to go and hear for themselves because we, we don't have hours on this show to discuss it in detail. But I wrote something that basically what I was saying is if you really want to understand this mind of Satan, because he is a scientist evil planner and doer. He doesn't just wake up and say, I'm going to do this. He plans in advance. If you want to understand and get insight into the war plans currently being made for Iran, and let's not forget Sudan, you need to watch uh, on Democracy Now! It's free. It's on YouTube. Uh, uh, An interview that General Wesley Clark gave. uh, If you watch even just the first part, about 20-odd minutes, you'll get most of it. But it goes for four parts. So if you can watch it all, that's even better. Where he talked about the memo uh, that he was given to read about how they were going to take out seven countries in five years. First one being Iraq. We know what's happened there. Syria. We know what's going on there. Lebanon. We know that too. Libya. Somalia, Sudan, and Iran. So that will help give the uh, foreign policy concept and greater picture of all of these theaters of war that may appear independent, but they're all part of a much bigger plan. And this was from 2007, 12 years ago. So uh, we can see many of these, I mean, hear it directly from the general. He tells you what he thinks and everything else. And, and you know, it's it's really interesting if you watch it. So that is probably the most important thing going on in the world right now because the, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan went into that area and trying to bring peace and to avert this war, which uh, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad told us that the, that the next war would be the final war. It would be the war of Armageddon. So um, we thank Allah that uh, uh, the delegation came back safe, has la- you know, landed safely, and now we have to continue with that work. Uh, also, very quickly, uh, Father's Day uh, on your side of the world, because Father's Day is celebrated at uh, different times of the year in different parts of the world. We actually don't get Father's Day in Australia till September. Uh, but on Father's Day, okay. which this year, <laughs> this year coincided with uh, the birth anniversary of the birthday of uh, Tupac Shakur. He was born on the 16th of June. Uh, it also, um, unfortunately, on that day, we lost one of our brothers, uh, brother FOY, uh, by the name of Jerome Mohammed. Uh, those of us who come from the uh, uh, conscious hip-hop generation, uh, late 80s, early 90s, uh, brother uh, Jerome was known as Brother uh, Lynch Mob Shorty, actually. He was from uh, a, a very influential group uh, called uh, um, the Lynch Mob, uh, part of uh, what came out of the West Coast with Ice Cube and others. Uh, so, uh, unfortunately, our brother uh, transitioned on that day. Uh, there is a GoFundMe out to help bury our brother, so please uh, go online. Um, it's being shared by many different people. But, uh, brother, brother, um, you know, Jerome was uh, a wonderful FOI. Everything I've ever heard of the brother, unfortunately, I never got to meet him. But everything I've heard from others who were close to him, he, he, he is a true follower of the teachings of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, a student of the Honorable Minister Louis. Farrakhan and 
even at the height of his music career, he still kept the teachings and, and helped all those that he could. And, you know, he worked. He was a great help of Mother Tainetta Muhammad and helped also connect others, uh, connect Mother Tainetta to others in the music industry. And we know Mother Tainetta with her great productions such as Taha and other things she did. Um, she worked very closely with many of the rap artists. So he um, he was a great brother. And please go, you know, there's been uh, those who were very close to him. His family has written some articles about him uh, and others on Facebook and on social media. So please read those for yourself because it conveys, a, you know, in a lot more detail uh, who our brother is and was and how best we can help uh, his family at this uh, present moment. Also on uh, June the 16th was a great anniversary. Uh, most of us heard about it uh, only through movies. The Soweto riots uh, in uh, 1976. Uh, this is where they had uh, the massacres of the uh, black students who refused to learn in, uh, in, a, in another language. They wanted to teach the students in Afrikaans and the students, uh, many of them teenagers. Um, um, decided we're not going to go to school and uh, learn in this uh, white man's made-up language. So they protested, and unfortunately, at that time, it was the height of apartheid in South Africa. Uh, they were, you know, surrounded with uh, attack helicopters and armored vehicles and dogs and military police and all of that, and there was a huge massacre. It's called the Soweto riots. You can read about it. You can go online and see right. some of the videos because it's available on YouTube again. It's good to see uh, what the enemy has been doing throughout the world because the coordinated attack on black people is not just in America or North America or South America. It's a universal uh, attack wherever we start to rise up and take our rightful position of where we should be. So they massacred, uh, you will hear numbers all the way from 200 to 700. Thousands were injured, but go on YouTube, you'll be able to get some actual footage because this was the time the reporters would, uh, you know, go with the police and, and, and be within the Soweto community and take pictures and broadcast them live in the news. So you'll see a lot of that, but, you know, please be cautious because these are, you know, our family, our brothers and sisters who are being murdered and you will see all of that, uh, at, you know, being broadcast. So, I want to really, um, you know, there's a lot more going on in the world with uh, politics and other things, but we'll leave that perhaps for next week because the most important thing I think we can get right now is to hear from those who traveled with the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. So I'm going to hand back to you, Sister Dr. Ava, and uh, let's carry on with the show. Yes, sir. And, and I really I appreciate that report. And I'm glad that uh, though we missed Brother Terrence, I'm glad you accepted uh, my request to serve as our co-host this evening because I, I know you can help us maximize uh, the time that we are getting with uh, Brother Imam. And I, I want all of our callers who have questions and comments to know that we're, we are going to get to you. And uh, whatever it is you wish to bring up or talk about, you're able to do that. But we do hope you will take advantage of uh, having the imam on uh, to share with us some of the highlights uh, from this incredible uh, journey to Mecca. So at this time, I just had him up, and I think I lost. I'm having a little bit of difficulty moving moving my screen. Oh, there he is. Okay. 
All right. Uh, Brother Imam, assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum salam. Dr. Ava, how are you? I'm fine, beloved. Uh, I'm here with Brother uh, Ruben Muhammad from Melbourne, Australia, uh, who I think you know. And uh, yes, he has uh, agreed to uh, serve as, as my co-host. He's already our international correspondent and contributor. Uh, but I think it's it's so uh, it's a blessing that we have this whole international uh, presence uh, tonight, and it would just add so much uh, to the experience of the listeners uh, to elevated places. And and of course, uh, you are uh, returning. Um, you all just returned a little over a week ago um, from the That's holy city right. of Mecca. And um, I, I have some questions for you, but and I'm sure Brother Ruben does too. But I, I think that we now we've all seen that beautiful issue of the Final Call uh, newspaper, Islam Dignifies, and we got a small taste of what it must have been like for all of you. Um, mm. Some of us. Some of you, uh, and of course, your your whole upbringing and your your exposure to the Middle East and and speaking Arabic and living there, and 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 your father, um, who uh, of course you're a grandson, a great grandson of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. Um, there's just so much in your family history and experience. And your father actually was uh, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad's personal pilot, airline pilot, air, air, airplane pilot. I mean, it's just it Crazy. goes on and on. <laughs> yes, sir. But of course, you have, you have been to Mecca. Uh, I have been to Mecca, but to go to Mecca with the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan <laughs> and to go this hour uh, is is in a class by itself. Um, and so I, I think if Brother Ruben, if you agree, maybe we should ask you, ma'am, to start out with sharing what he wants to give us, and then maybe we can ask our questions. Does that does that work yes. for everyone? Yes, ma'am. That that would be perfect. Uh, right. Brother Imam, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. It's a blessing and oh, an honor to be on. <laughs> elevated places today because uh, I'm definitely in an elevated place at this moment uh, just reflecting oh. and ha- having the beautiful uh, privilege to answer uh, the questions of the believers um, they are extremely welcome and I hope that we can use the bulk of the time to uh, answer the, those questions because um, you know it's like we really took the believers with us on this journey. Um, The Honorable Minister Mm -hmm. Louis Farrakhan had a clear uh, intent and very clear um, understanding of what his motive, what his understanding was and call uh, to return to Mecca at this time. Um, We were blessed uh, to have every barrier that could possibly have presented itself uh, just fade away as we took each of our diligent steps Mm -hmm. to 
make this journey happen. Um, so there's much to share, but in the sharing, it really gives us an opportunity to relive the moments as well. So I don't want to deny uh, any of those things that I may have over may overlook in a short presentation uh, in this manner uh, to give an opportunity to myself and the believers to relive the, the moment. Um, as you mm -hmm. mentioned, you know, it is a privilege, um, a blessing, and really a trial in many ways uh, to have been born in the atmosphere of not only Islam, but in the family of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. Mm -hmm. um, I was raised yeah. in the world of uh, Sunni Islam or so-called Sunni Islam uh, and have had an opportunity at a young age uh, to, yes, make the Hajj uh, and the Umrah uh, during the holy month of Ramadan, living in uh, the nation of uh, Saudi Arabia. At the time, um, I was 13 years old making the Hajj and 16 uh, years old making the Umrah uh, during the holy month of Ramadan. And they were a moment in time that I will never forget having an, uh, the privilege to do this foundational obligation of the Muslim at least once in their lifetime to visit the holy precincts uh, with my family, with my father, may Allah be pleased with him, who has passed on. Uh, who was, yes, a, a personal aide and pilot to the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. So it, there's so much to unpack in really what I would like to underline in terms of the activities uh, that we participate in with the Muslim world um, is that, yes, we make the, the activities of putting on ihram, which means to make things prohibited to self, uh, through the wearing of two seamless garments, uh, making our intention uh, to uh, make the Umrah itself by reciting the Tanbiyah uh, as we journey toward uh, the holy precincts, repeating over and over again, here I am, O oh Allah, here I am at your service. No partner you have, here I am at your service. No associates do you have. So this alone in repeating uh, this purifies our intention, our heart. Uh, then we come to the holy city of Mecca and we circle the Kaaba or what's uh, literally translated as the cube. Uh, we circle this seven times, making prayers and saluting the black stone every time we pass Hajr uh, al-Aswad, the black stone. Um, and then once we complete this, we make two steps of uh, prayer at the station of Abraham. And after we do so, we then participate in what is known as Sa'i, or the running uh, between the two hills of Safa and Marwa. Um, these activities are the sign. They are the symbols of what is been established by Allah as a right of the Muslims to call to remembrance the struggle and journey of a family, a black family, particularly a black woman who had been separated from 
the patriarch of the family and the patriarch of what is known as the Abrahamic faith traditions, Abraham with her son. And in this moment where she is running seven times between the two hills, Safa and Marwa, Safa meaning purity, uh, Marwa meaning chivalry. And I believe the it's my witness bearing that, yes, they say chivalry is dead, but it's living strong in the FOI and the MGT classes of the Nation of Islam. Uh, we see in the Safa and Marwa the struggling seven times to reach perfection between the two hillocks, searching for sustenance for our children. We see the picture in what is the experience of the black man and woman here in America being separated from our nation. When we make the two uh, cycles of prayer in the station of Abraham, where Abraham and Ishmael raised the foundation of the Kaaba to establish a center, a center of humanity that would refocus the world beyond this segmenting of religion, Christianity, Judaism, and Islam, to refocus us into what is and what was the religion of Abraham. Allah in the Quran says it was an upright religion, the nature of humanity itself. So in this activity, we must always keep in the forefront of our minds that it is a process of reminding the believer, reminding the devotee that our goal, our focus in this life is to establish the hereafter, is to establish a nation, mm -hmm. to establish a civilization, which is the root meaning of Hagar, Haja, which is the namesake of the Hajj itself. So this is the largest uh, gathering of people on the planet to come together to remember the struggle and journey and trials of a family. So I thank Allah for this privilege to have attended um, the Umrah with our dear minister, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, and the delegation that he selected to accompany him. I have to say I have a renewed spirit. You might hear a little weakness in your brother's voice as we still, many of us are recovering from being among so many people. Uh, you get what they call the Hodge cough. You know, so we, we have a little bug, but that rejuvenation, that renewal is so high in spirit for us that many of us are still unable to really sleep in a regular sleeping mm. pattern for we've been up, you know, during the time and stay there, uh, really only taking cat naps in between prayer and uh, devotion and coming together around the activities of our, that our hosts uh, there uh, from the king of Saudi Arabia uh, made possible for our delegation to participate in. So I thank Allah for this um, phone call, this blog talk radio show, the um, Elevated Places, and I thank you, Dr. Ava, for uh, the invitation to participate and yet have another opportunity uh, to relive the moments with our believers. Oh, this this is a phenomenal 
you know, um, one of one of the questions that I think we're going to end up kind of bouncing around to different aspects of the journey, and of course, uh, last night um, at the believers meeting, I'll only talk out of what what I think ultimately will be shown to the world. Anyway, um, there was testimony to many more um, experiences that different uh, members of the delegation had. Uh, we heard from Sister Amina Muhammad, the administrative assistant yes. to the Honorable Minister Farrakhan. Yes, it was a blessing and, to hear from our sister. Yes, that was, that was very powerful um, when she talked about um, how impressed many of the Muslims there in Saudi Arabia are with the followers of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad because of having to practice Islam in the paradigm of shaitan. And, you know, several people spoke of the beauty, and it's my strongest recollection of the many years ago when I went of being in an environment where Islam dominates, we 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 don't we That's don't right. know that over here, and the call to prayer uh, being heard throughout the city where you are, and uh, the merchants, the vendors, the uh, business activities all come to a halt uh, for for prayer, um, and then hearing from various members of the E team the uh, security team of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. But I'm going to start, Brother brother, uh, Imam, with something that blew me away. It was so totally unexpected. And that is that uh, the baboons, (laughs) the baboons. (laughs) Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Absolutely mind-blowing and awesome. and then, you know, if you could talk about the baboons in 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 outside of Mecca and where they are, and then some, you always drop pearls on me. What you said to me about uh, Africa uh, oh, yes. last night. Yes, sir. Praise you be to Allah. Share that with. Yes, ma'am. You know, the journey we were blessed to uh, have many sites on our itinerary to, around the precincts of Mecca uh, to visit. Uh, one, as you mentioned, is, is uh, Jabal al-Nur, or the Mountain of Light, uh, where we have the Cave of Hira. Uh, and yes, uh, baboons were sighted and are known uh, to be around the region. And our sister um, Amina shared in research that, you know, these are they're pretty aggressive. They don't really care too much about, you know, what you're doing, but they, they will, you know, grab a bottle of water, pop it open. Uh, they are, they harass, uh, as she mentioned, if you research uh, some students in schools uh, in the uh, area. Uh, but the uh, scientists uh, of today speak of this 10,000-year marker uh, as being a marker that the Red Sea itself uh, was not present and that the landmass of 
the what is now known as the peninsula of Arabia uh, in Asia Minor was part of the African continent. And the types of animals, the type of uh, terrain that are found in the Middle Eastern uh, peninsula of Arabia uh, in, it, in themselves um, today are signs and proof that the peninsula itself was part of the continent of Africa. For, so for those that want to separate, so you know, uh, our identities based on uh, land masses and structures and borders that we see now socially and even nationalistically, uh, we have to look at the hand of God. We have to look at the reality that these continents that we see were all one, as we were all one nation, one people, one community, and then began to be spread about uh, the earth. So the baboons, um, I didn't myself have the opportunity to, at this time, visit uh, with the rest of the delegation uh, the Mount Hira. Uh, it was due to, uh, and I want to caution us all, uh, inshallah, when we return uh, to, and I don't, actually, I want to say mashallah, it is the will of Allah. I will never look at what our minister has determined uh, in his heart and mind to be something that is other than the will of God manifest. We just have to have time to uh, manifest it in our own reality. Uh, when we go back uh, to Mecca, we will see hundreds of thousands, millions of people from all over our nation of Islam. This is a time that we are also not only seeing the resurrection of the black man and woman here in America, but this is also the time of the resurrection of the righteous. So those who believe in Allah, the one God, those who have focused on the Qibla, the center of our spiritual reality as Mecca, we have this opportunity to come together and see uh, the diaspora of Islam. And we saw our brothers and sisters from Libya, our brothers and sisters from uh, Iraq, our brothers and sisters from Iran, our brothers and sisters from all of the Muslim lands. And during the holy month of Ramadan is when you particularly mm -hmm. see a broader representation of the Islamic world uh, there in the Middle East. Uh, because it is a common time for those who are in the region uh, to actually visit the holy city of Mecca for vacation because it's a shorter uh, journey. And uh, the Umrah activities themselves are uh, less intense than those of the Hajj. So you see a broad uh, representation uh, at the peak of the last 10 nights of Ramadan and last 10 days of Ramadan, uh, there was an estimated of 7 million participants this year, uh, which, more, which more than doubles the amount that attend generally the Hajj, which is uh, nearly 3 million. Uh, so we were looking at crowds that were like oceans, like a beautiful stream of worship 
constantly in and out of the precincts of Mecca. And, of course, we were blessed also to visit uh, Medina, uh, the city of the prophet. And in taking this journey, we first started in Medina. And I believe this is significant to us as a people and the steps of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan and that of Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, is that Medina represents the time in which our nation was established, the nation of Islam, through the separation of the believing family from Mecca to Medina to establish a world and society of freedom, justice, and equality, regardless of creed, class, color, or nationality. And it is in Mecca that we see the jewel of this representation in the rites of the the minor pilgrimage of Umrah uh, or the visit to uh, Mecca and the Hajj itself. So again, I thank Allah for uh, the experience of seeing um, the reality in the uh, not only the uh, uh, landmass itself, but the experience of our uh, delegation to have encountered these baboons, uh, which, you know, are friendly, but can be aggressive. And we always have to remember, you know, that we, are, <laughs> that we are part of our uh, nature, part of our uh, community of creatures of, of Allah and must respect, <laughs> must respect the lands that we occupy with, with our, our, That's our right. nature. And it was, it was and they made sure they received their respect, no doubt. Uh, so thank you for bringing that up. Um, and it was, yes. it was a beautiful, beautiful portion of the uh, journey that, you know, inshallah, when we go back, I, I hope to uh, climb that mountain. Uh, but unfortunately, this particular uh, part of the, uh, the one, one um, part of the journey I was unable to make was that uh, hike up the mountain. All righty. Yeah, we have uh, Brother Terrence is uh, joining us briefly, so we want to hear uh, any questions or comments, Brother Terrence. That we're, we're, you know, naturally we're fascinated, and I was saying anyone that saw the meeting last night has to just be in La La Land, okay? Oh, wow. <laughs> and we just got to put the ice cream so... Well, well, Dr. Ava, assalamu alaikum to both of you all and all the callers. Um, um, I'm going to be very, uh, well, I can't say I'm going to be brief, but I'm just come on and jump right back off, and I'll explain in a second. Right now, you know, it's it's one of the old things. I thank you, Dr. Ava, for this show. And, you know, as you have known, I remember being on an island in British Columbia making sure that I got on the show. Uh, And so today I'm in... I'm in Aspen, Colorado, and I'm at an event, so I stepped out of there. But I bring that up, and I'm going to talk about what we saw last night. It's when I thank Brother Imam for even using technology and not being afraid. I'm going to go Facebook Live so that we can make the trip with you. And he didn't even say, well, I can't go Facebook Live because I can't talk, but I will go Facebook Live and let Brother Saad 
Aleem talk and give the commentary so we can see the beauty and the majesty of our city, our holy city of Mecca. So I just thank him. And when they first got back, I tried to text everybody that I could to thank them for their journey and walk with the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. And so I'm thanking you, um, Dr. Ava, because you have been on this journey. You continue to be on this journey. And we continue mm-hmm. to see the majesty of God through the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. And we that are with him and have been with him, we pray to Allah that we stay with him, we stay with Allah, we stay with the Christ, and we stay in this, and we have been affirmed through different things that the minister has done, and we don't want to go nowhere. We know where we are. But this Mecca trip just almost like sealed our hearts with love for the yeah. minister, love right. for our nation. And I have to speak about the imam and how much I love him because his humility, and I keep saying that his humility is so great and his scholarship of Islam is so great. And at no time have I ever been around him has he ever denied Master Father Muhammad and the Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad. And he has defended that point number 12 in our teachings to the Islamic world where they had to submit because his spirit was the right spirit, and his scholarship was so on point. So when I saw last night, Dr. Ava, or when I saw what Brother was allowing us to see of Mecca, the reason why I bring up why, where I'm at is because this Aspen world, it's like, what the hell? I saw one black person today in the days that I've been here. One, he was African, and I don't know where he was going. It was like he was just out of place, like a glitch in the matrix. But this city is so beyond beautiful. It is like everything is clean, fresh air. And I'm bringing that up because I am so happy to know that I am the inheritor. I'm going to inherit all of this. So when we show Mecca and know what we're going to inherit, the beautiful land, the beautiful air, I'm over happy and joy. But last night I got had trouble. I was stuck in Chicago or O'Hara Airport all day. I got back late last night. I was blessed to see the um, rebroadcast. I was already crying when I was watching the web, watching the Facebook Live when it was in Mecca. But I broke down, Dr. Ava. I broke down in multiple times and multiple tears of the testimonies from the hearts of those believers. And Anima, so I just, I just, I, I was, cause you, cause I know the brothers and sisters that went with the minister, and I know their hearts, and I know the integrity of their love for the minister, and to see them be so humble and touched by this trip, those that go and travel all over with the minister, something happened. So I, as I wrap up, Dr. Ava, and close is that I'm leaving that webcast from last night, I'm leaving Sin Aspen today, and I'm leaving to go to Mecca on Saturday. I said Mecca because we know what Detroit <laughs> is to us. And to That's me, right. to go to Mecca to see the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan this weekend, it's going to be hard. It's going to be love to keep a straight face to defend and secure him, but it's going to be hard not to see those brothers and sisters that got back and not be in full of tears. I already text them, I already let them know. And one of the brother, our brother uh, Abdul uh, Khalil said he'll bring his handkerchief uh, when he go to Detroit so he can give it to me because he already know I'm going to cry <laughs> out of love 
for them, but I want us to be also clear, and I know all of us on this call are clear, it's not just love for the minister and the team, the delegation that went with him. It is a renewed love that we have for the members and the believers of the nation of Islam. And we should share that love that the minister, the smile that he has, the love that he has for the Muslim world, we start in our own house, our own families, our own love, love, that which we have the honor, the privilege to join on to and be rejoicing and exceedingly glad. If I was at near a church right now, I'd run through the pews and just shout because I am a honored member, card-carrying, registered member of the Nation of Islam under the teachings of the Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad and the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. So I'm happy as I'm looking right now, Dr. Ava, at the mountain. And like I said, I know I'm long with it, but last night blew me away, and I just could not not come on this show. I may be in trouble. My, uh, <laughs> the, the presentation may be over. But it doesn't matter because what we experience and what they experience in Mecca and what we experience in this particular time, I don't know. I ain't trying to do no being uh, sciences or beings to um, mass and stuff up, but we are at a special moment in time, and I just want us to enjoy it and love one another because what we have just experienced and this love and bond is beyond this world. Thank you for those moments, Dr. Ava. Oh, thank you. Beautiful. Absolutely. Beautiful. You know, our brother, yes, he really has captured the sentiment of our believing family that have been sending uh, their thank yous, their notes of appreciation, uh, their encouragement uh, through uh, this modern technology. You know, Facebook wants to ban the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, but we are <laughs> Farrakhan. Through every, through every manifestation. It's it's too late. The, the, it's already out. So mm-hmm. we're looking at the renewal of our hearts, the renewal of our nation, and that really is the focus and center point of what the Umrah represents. And our minister went to not only make the Umrah, but he went to make a plea uh, to the uh, Muslim powers in the Sunni world after now having come out of the seat of power of the Shia world in Iran. Uh, and we see what is happening. Our brother uh, Ruben really captured a, a large segment of, in his presentation about the climate, the political climate. Uh, the political yeah. climate that we see, the spiritual climate that we see, we cannot take the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan's journey out of that context. He has now sat with the Supreme mm-hmm. Leader of Iran and has now been the personal guest of the king of Saudi Arabia. This is a this is flying in the face of those that make claims against our Islam that we are not among the family of Muslims. Who are you? Where are your works? Where is your representation of Islam in America where the rulers of the Islamic lands can say that we take pride in the nation of Islam, holding fast to the rope of Islam in hell, when we are making a pathway for a new nation to rise here in the West. And I want to thank our brother, Imam Abdul Malik, uh, who was pivotal in supporting 
the translation process between many of the meetings that occurred with our minister and in helping to guide uh, the process of our uh, journey uh, to the holy precincts. And the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan really wanted our brother to take this role because of the fact that he, in his journey 42 years ago, no, 25 years ago, I'm sorry, uh, was pivotal in um, guiding the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan before in his journey to Hajj. So what our brother said in this reality is that this does represent in many ways, the signs are in our, in, uh, before our eyes, that this is sealing, sealing and confirming us as a nation here in the West. And I can't let this point go without being said. Our sisters, Sister Captain Naima Muhammad and Sister Amina Muhammad, it is true to the sayings of Muhammad, the teachings of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad and our dear minister, that our women truly represent our civilization. Our women nonstop are being questioned by other sisters from around the Muslim world. Where is that garment from? Where are you from? I had a brother just grab my <laughs> arm. I was escorting our sister captain to one of the uh, locations, and a brother just grabbed my arm, stopped, looked me deeply in my eyes, and said, where are you from? But then his eyes gazed over to our sister captain and looked her garment from top to bottom. And he was with his wife. And his wife, you could tell, was egging him on to ask, where are they from? <laughs> and when we responded, we're from America, you know, their eyes got so big. And when we talked about being in America and the fight and struggle that we are having to establish Islam in America, our brothers and sisters only became more deeply endeared. Uh, but I have to say that the representation of civilization and our nation that is reflected in our sisters and that garment. Man, there's no other yes. group, no other community that oh. has the capacity to represent civilization in the way our nation does through our sisters. So I thank Allah uh, for the fact that our sisters were able to accompany on this journey as well. Mm, mm, mm. Oh, well said. Praise be to Allah. Yes, Brother Imam Sultan, yes, uh, I have a question before we open up the phone lines because I'm sure thousands of people have questions. Uh, may I have uh, yes. uh, this moment to ask you one question? And before I do that, I want to say something. You said something about the elevation of our women. And, and this morning, something very interesting happened. Uh, on social media, I've never really had a problem with being thrown in Facebook jail or Instagram jail or any of those. Uh, they usually just take down my posts or limit who sees them or don't allow me to share. But today, I actually, after bearing witness and liking what our brother Carlos put a picture up uh, of Mother Tainera Mohammed around 1963. Go to the Instagram NOI archives if you haven't seen it. 
they decided to put me in Instagram jail. So Facebook jail, I'm sure, is following close by because those two companies are owned by uh, the same man or the same corporation. Yeah. Uh, so uh, it's very interesting that uh, after the elevation of our women and what we saw in Saudi, now the, the more we lift up our black women, the more now they're coming hard against us on social media. But uh, yeah. my question, brother, I want to... I want to jump right ahead to the very last thing that was covered, and I'm not saying anything that is not yes. public here. I'm not uh, revealing. I believe this meeting, but we know there's been the um, the desire of the Honourable Minister Louis Farrakhan for us to go to Hajj. Particular number he gave was ten thousand. My question, brother Imam, is: Do you see uh, what do you see as the relationship of? This 10,000 that the minister asked for uh, us to uh, go to Hajj perhaps in the next two or three years uh, with the relationship of uh, the great king of uh, the Mali Empire, Mansa Musa. Uh, for those who are not familiar with Mansa Musa, Mansa Musa, uh, according to uh, uh, those who measure wealth and uh, rich people in this world, Forbes, Bloomberg, etc., they say that Mansa Musa is the the richest man in history ever. Uh, I know they talk about uh, the owner of Amazon, Jeff Bezos, having $120 billion or whatever. They say Mansa Musa's wealth today would be $400, 500000000000 billion. So no one has come close to him. But Mansa Musa was uh, a black ruler of the Mali Empire. This is in West Africa, Mali, Ghana, etc. But about 700 years ago, he took a delegation of 10,000 uh, people right. from West Africa black people and he took them on this journey of hajj uh the year i believe was 1324 uh what do you see as a relationship because the honorable minister louis farrakhan mentioned this 10,000 number that he wanted he didn't say what he was going to do with them but he this is in the build-up for 10 10 15 what do you see as that relationship uh, as he is now guiding us on this historic journey back for the 10,000 to take under the guidance of Allah and the Honorable Elijah Muhammad back to uh, this pilgrimage in Mecca? No, that's a very beautiful question. And our brother is really pointing back again to another theme that has come up in this discussion, and that mm. is uh, the reality that Islam is not an Arab religion. It is too often that it is associated mm. with only Arabs when Arabs are only 17% of the Muslim population in the world. Islam, wow. in the, as it relates to our brother uh, Mansa Musa and his uh, epic pilgrimage to Mecca where he was distributing his wealth along the way, uh, this brought the attention of uh, Muslims, particularly in Mali, to the uh, European world and to the world in general, as our brother is able to discuss now how um, uh, contemporary um, economists discuss the riches of Mansa Musa. So in his journey, he was distributing wealth in ways that none of the Arabs had an opportunity to, at that time to see the level of wealth and riches that were in uh, Africa, in uh, Mali, and particularly Timbuktu being a center point uh, as well for Islamic knowledge. Uh, we have Timbuktu, we have Basra, uh, we have Baghdad, we have um, uh, Mecca as well as centers of, of knowledge in Islam. And if we look at 
what the modern day uh, enemy is doing, uh, these are the centers that are now also being destroyed. Uh, so we look at, uh, if I were to make a parallel to what the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan did by bringing the delegation uh, to uh, Mecca uh, with that of Mansa Musa, uh, I would humbly have to say that our minister brought the riches of our nation, which are a people. Uh, and in the representation of the delegation and our nation as a whole, uh, were able to, he was able to bring attention to this nation here in the wilderness of North America, that are descendants of those who were taken into slavery, but we are descendants of the original man. And we know that Allah Most High, his hand is in this matter. That number of 10,000 also directly corresponds with the history of the prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, in that returning from Medina after establishing uh, Ummat al-Islamiyah, the nation of Islam, uh, establishing Islam uh, foothold in Medina, returned to Mecca 10,000 strong to destroy the idols of the Kaaba, to establish Islam in Mecca, his birthplace. Yet he returned to Medina and, be, and still led the Muslim nation from Medina, but his heart uh, and the heart and center of Islam was and is still there in Mecca. So this destruction of the idols uh, in the Kaaba and the reestablishment of the worship of one God in Abraham's house, we see that in the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan's call for peace among the Muslims. Because there's nothing but the satanic whisper of idolatry, of I'm better than you, that is informing our discord among the Muslim society, the Persian against the Arab. We have to know that this is based upon racial divisions and uh, national divisions that only came after the enemy came among us. So to see yeah. that our minister destroying the idolatry of nationality, classism, and that of envy between Muslims to unite our hearts is, to me, uh, that picture of destroying the idols that now exist in Mecca and exist in the hearts of many of the Muslims around the world that are falling victim to the whispers of Satan. Oh, oh that's breathtaking. Thank you. Praise be to Allah. Thank you for the Praise question and, and the historical enlightenment. Yes. That is profound. And I never knew until you just said it, Brother Imam, that you said the Arabs are 17% of the that's entire. A, not even a quarter. <laughs> that's that's unbelievable. Oh, you know I'm, gonna fold, I'm folding that into my presentations mm-hmm. at the town on me. Yes. Because that is not even a quarter. that has caught on. That it's an Arab quote Arab religion. That's amazing. Well, we're gonna what That's we're gonna right. do right now is take start to take some of our uh, callers, and then I have some more questions. And thank you, Brother Ruben, because I've got that in my notes. The significance of the ten thousand uh, Muslims from the Nation of Islam uh, performing Hajj, and we're talking about within the next couple of years or so. Two we're not years, talking two, about three the years. Two or three years, not the distant future. So 
you know, the, the, the significance of a cadre of us going ahead so that we can be uh, properly prepared because this is going to be major. This is going to be a major oh, uh, trip. But uh, let's it's, it's, let's go to the phones. We have Brother Daryl. I don't like him, sir. Well, like some on. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Go ahead, brother. Welcome to Salam. Yeah. Um, sir. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I can't talk the way I want to. I had oral surgery, but I still love the show. And my phone is automatically set up to put me in the queue. I just want to thank everybody, Brother Ruben, for stepping in. And may Allah continue to bless the show because I got a mouthful of stitches. I had oral surgery yesterday. And may Allah continue to bless the show. Oh. I love you all. Been just came out of that myself a few uh, last month. Yeah, yeah. And those of you all hooked up. So I love you all. So I just want to let you know. Continue, may Allah continue to bless you all and y'all travel. Me, you as well. Continue to bless you. Yes, sir. I said I'm like. Waalaikum salam. It's beautiful how the believers just call in to wish love. You know. Uh, Isn't that something? You know, I just want to say I love you. <laughs> we love you too, brother. <laughs> oh my God! And and you know, yes, sir, when brother. the uh, believers were uh, who who went on the journey uh, were saying, you know, we we went there for you. That's um, right. And and when you always saying you took us with you. Uh, on that journey, and and thanks to technology, um, we were able to uh, be there for for certain aspects. Thank Allah. Okay, we have and your brother was able to Dunham. literally put our. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sorry. Go right ahead. I was just saying, your brother was literally able to put our nation in a pocket. You know, with this Facebook Live and Instagram Live. Um, there were portions of the journey. I just put the phone in my pocket and just walked. And as our brother said, our brother uh, Saad Alim was giving narration. So I, we 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 thank Allah for Facebook <laughs> and Instagram and uh, all that is doing to help us propagate our, the truth. Praise be to Allah. Yes, we. Oh, I'll tell you something else too. That. Uh, which eventually everyone will see. I think one of the momentous uh, events that took place over there was our student supreme captain. Oh, yes. Uh, calling yes. the cadence, the cadence. Uh, around. Oh, yeah. That, you, I mean, so, it was, yeah. going back to Brother uh, Terrence's uh, point about Knowing that we are the inheritors because we we are the children of the Most High, we are the tribe of Shabazz, and that to me was a powerful statement that we're yes. back. <laughs> That's right, and I That's tell right. you, Dr. Ava, it resonated. With, it was in the portion of the Umrah called Sa'i, the the. Uh, running between the two hills of um, Safa and Marwa, when our brother, uh, Supreme Captain Mustafa Farrakhan, said, on me, and began to call the uh, the cadence, the shock ah. 
and awe <laughs> that that presented to those that were in able to see and hear to go yeah. and, and represent in this manner with uh, 17. Uh, I can only imagine if we have 10,000 oh, strong doing a similar thing. Uh, because the reality was, is once our brother called the cadence and they picked up on what was happening, uh, our believing family in the broader Islamic world of Muslims there that were present, uh, they began to join in. Uh, first, it was shock and awe, and then all just began to fall in with our supreme captain. <laughs> Praise be to Allah. Yeah, that that wow. was, and, and, to, and I'm so glad that was captured, going back to technology, to mm-hmm. actually be able to see it was, it was surreal. Um, we have Sister Donna Muhammad out of Memphis, uh, one of our great oh, researchers Donna. in the nation of this one. Hi, Salam Aleikum. Sister Donna. Wow. Yes, can you hear me? Salam. Yes, I'm loud. I'm so full. I want to first thank you, Dr. Ava, for having this show, having our imam on, Brother Ruben. I love your report. Thank you. I just have two quick questions. I'm full like everybody else, so I'm not going to take up everybody's time. (laughs) So I just have two quick questions, and I echo the sentiments of Brother Terrence. Oh, my God. Um, My first question for you, uh, Imam Sultan, is one I wanted to know kind of maybe if you could share what was going through perhaps your mind when you all were at the foot of the hill in the place of the Battle of Uhud. Uh, And then secondly, my question is related really to the Kaaba itself. I'm trying to get a better understanding of this structure. And is it solid or is it a place that they were physically entering at a certain time. I'm really just trying to wrap my mind around the structure, the building. And lastly, my children and I love the first day when you were reporting and a group asked you where you were from and you went into explaining how your people brought my people over to America. I think it was a man from Germany. <laughs> <laughs> we just we actually fell out laughing because that's not what we expected. And we loved it. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Praise be to Allah. Well, I'll start with the last one. You know, um, we were blessed to go back after um, actually performing the Umrah. Uh, at that point, you know, you can engage in all types of uh, devotion. Uh, the beauty of Islam is that uh, in our prayers, there's not just one kind of prayer. You know, we have uh, the circulation, uh, circling or circumambulating of the Kaaba itself as a type of devotion. So once you've completed the Umrah, you don't have to just, you know, sit around and make Salat only. Uh, you can also go back and make the, uh, the um, Tawaf. Uh, and myself and our brother uh, Haq, uh, we went back to uh, make Tawaf to engage and just begin to see more of the, the Muslim family. And uh, when we did so, you know, uh, we were uh, Facebook Live, and uh, we were actually stopped by a group that was uh, camping out uh, on the second level of the haram or the uh, uh, sanctuary uh, surrounding the Kaaba. 
um, and drinking Zamzam water and just in prayer and reflection. Um, and it was a group that had a, a brother from Germany, a sister from Iraq, uh, I believe another brother, uh, if I recall uh, correctly, he was uh, 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 from a, a nation in North Africa, I can't recall at the moment. Uh, but there were three individuals that were uh, parts of a, a group that were representative of Muslims around uh, the diaspora of, of Islam. And our brother, you know, asked the question. And, you know, when we come from the West, uh, there's always a digging. Uh, when we say we're from uh, the, uh, America, the next question is, you know, well, where are you really from? You know, where are your descendants from is, is the ultimate question. And our answer has to be that, you know, we were, we don't know the exact nation. It could have uh, been uh, any number of nations in North Africa um, or West Africa. Uh, and most often we are placed in many of these nations if they try to assume where we're from or guess where we're from. But I, you know, it, it gives us a teachable moment to always go to uh, the truth, the reality of our history. You know, some of us get enamored with uh, being part of a world civilization, and we want to be romantic about where we think we're from, uh, but we have to ha take that opportunity, you know, whether we have done our, um, uh, our DNA test and found out the exact tribe we're from. No, we have to represent the struggle in history um, of our nation and people here in the West. So to confront our brother with the truth of the matter, you know, being Muslim and being Caucasian, uh, there are social scientists that say that those who become Muslim from European background have to c commit, quote, racial apostasy, that they have to go against white supremacy as a whole to even become part of what now makes them a minority in the world. Uh, so he knew that history, and it was a blessing in, uh, to be able to share that uh, with him as we also then were questioned by our, our sister from Iraq. You know, she asked, oh, then if you're from America, do you uh, agree uh, with the occupation of Iraq and the war on Iraq uh, as uh, America has done? And, of course, it presents another a teachable moment that no, that we stand against war against innocent people, particularly our Muslim brothers and sisters and family uh, in the Middle East or any part of the world. Period. Uh, so they were happy, of course, to hear that, and and uh, then we see the, the beautiful bond of brotherhood and sisterhood uh, come about. And those who were watching that particular segment, uh, they then uh, offered us some Zamzam water. And we uh, drank uh, together from the well of Zamzam and offered each other greetings. And, and it is a moment, praise be to Allah, uh, that is a memorable moment. So thank you, Sister Donna, for that. And as it relates to Uhud, I, I really uh, encourage the believers uh, to read uh, the current issue of Final Call News. Um, to, uh, I'm sorry, the last issue of the Final Call News uh, to review that statement and prayer uh, from the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. Uh, at the Battle of Uhud, historically, it is known that at the peak of the victory, 
at Uhud. There were a group of archers that were uh, commanded to hold fast and hold their post to cover uh, the the rear or the back of the uh, troops so that it would not be vulnerable to attack. And we know this is before the conversion of Khalid bin Walid, uh, who was a master of uh, uh, strategy and war. He used this opportunity to come and circle around uh, the Muslim troops and then attack from the rear, then injuring the Prophet, peace be upon him, while those archers who were supposed to hold fast on their post left their post to seek worldly gain in the spoils of war that they saw left of the uh, Quraysh. So the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan gave us this history, this picture to remind us that right now we are seeing and we are witnessing victory, but we are not to uh, repeat the history by leaving our post. So we, and leaving our post means to pursue those worldly uh, treasures. You know, when we think we're losing out in this man, in this white man's world, uh, by not, you know, reaching the heights of what is considered right. uh, their success, you know, you know, yeah. for the sacrifice of uh, of resurrection and the first work of raising the dead and teaching Islam and bringing Islam to our people. This doesn't mean you have to be poor, but it does mean there is a, a, um, a measurable amount of sacrifice to buy in. Uh, to, to not buy into this world's idea of what success means uh, when it particularly comes to leaving and not obeying the orders and commands that Allah and his messenger give the believer. So I've, this is a very important lesson that our minister desires our nation to study the history of the Battle of Uhud during the lifetime of Prophet Muhammad uh, to understand the correspondence that even this would have to those uh, that study the history uh, of the, the of um, Judas, who uh, um, sold out Jesus uh, among the uh, the um, disciples for the silver coins. Uh, these are comparable in the type of uh, faith that we have to have, and the re- resolve that we have to have in staying on our post. So I, I thank Allah for you bringing up that uh, particular point, uh, yeah. Sister Donna, because it was a major point that our minister wanted us to bring home uh, to the believing family. And lastly, uh, the Kaaba itself is not a solid uh, structure. It literally is uh, a house, a very simple uh, place of worship, the first house of worship that was uh, constructed or raised uh, from the foundation uh, that had already existed. Uh, and it is um, a structure in which now there, if you see or have seen pictures, you can find pictures of uh, the inside. Um, and you will see uh, pictures of the doors, the previous doors of previous iterations of the Kaaba itself. The Kaaba, simply the word means cube. So it is a six um, sided structure. And if we look at uh, the history uh, and understanding of the Kaaba itself, um, this is 
the place actually in the table talk of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad says this is where the original man self-created. So if we look at yeah. um, the six, you know, the six representing that material uh, realm and the spiritual meaning of the cube uh, representing the heart and how the house itself was purified of idolatry and how it actually became infected by idolatry over a period of time uh, after the, its construction uh, by Abraham. We see a picture of also how when we circle around the Kaaba itself, uh, that it is a sign that we are in a process of circumcision, Circum- circumcision meaning purifying ourselves uh, from these inner idols. So the, the, con- the construct itself, the Kaaba, uh, as we see it today, has been rebuilt over um, many times uh, in, in recent history as well. Uh, the Kaaba sits in a valley uh, where flooding is, is uh, often uh, has often um, uh, compromised the structure itself. Uh, it was originally more of a rectangular shape, uh, which is why you see uh, what is now a uh, a white uh, marble uh, semicircle around a portion of it, uh, which represents the the larger foundation of the Kaaba. Um, it is also noted. Uh, by many scholars that in that area, uh, this area where you see the semicircle uh, is also uh, the, known as the skirt of Hagar, uh, where many uh, believe Hagar to actually be buried. Uh, so we see again at the foundation of civilization, um, our black woman being represented, the black family being represented. Uh, and a family building the first house of worship uh, to the one God. Uh, and it's, it, again, is a sight to see uh, itself. You know, once you're there, it's much taller uh, than you expect it to be. Um, but, it, yeah, so it's a beautiful, beautiful structure that, inshallah, um, we will do more posts to actually um, teach more about what it is, and inshallah, uh, also the representation of it. Uh, but it is a study in itself to look at the Kaaba, the cube. Uh, you know, I don't want to go too far in the sciencing of it up, uh, but those key points that we made, inshallah, should point to uh, its its symbol, the sign of what it represents uh, for all of humanity. Well, I I like to may I add something? Yes, go ahead, Brother Ruben. Uh, to, to sister and to all the listeners, um, because uh, like Brother Imam Sultan said, there is high science to the Kaaba and a whole lot of uh, yes. the original man's wisdom there. We could spend a week on it on the show, but a, a picture tells a thousand yeah. words is what, what I learned when I was a young boy. Um, sister, go on YouTube, put in the words Kaaba, K-A-A-B-A, and to all the listeners, there are tons of videos there of the doors that Imam Sultan talked about opening when they changed the cloth on the outside and cameras that actually right. take you inside the Kaaba itself and see it for yourself. So go on YouTube. There's plenty of free information available. Assalamu alaikum. Excellent. Oh, yes, thank sir. you. 
brother was an excellent. Ooh, I am just in, in I'm, ec- I'm ecstatic. This is what I love. This. Oh my God. Um, we have Sister Ula has been waiting for quite some time. Sister Ula, assalamualaikum. Are you with us? Uh-oh. Sister Ula. Okay, we'll come we'll come back to Sister Ula. Let's go to another person who's been waiting a really long time, Brother Daryl. Brother Daryl? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think we we did speak with you, didn't we? Yes, ma'am. Okay, I'm so sorry. Let's go to Brother Hoyle. I'm trying to get my, my long holders. Let's see. Brother Hoyle. My apologies. Okay. Assalamu alaikum, Brother um, Hoyle. Oh, fine. Beautiful and job. Assalamu alaikum to um, Brother Iman Sultan, and uh, congratulations. And all praises due to Allah for all of you all who brought your holy names and, and the beautiful Thank you, sir. Uh, and uh, I'm just I'm just in awe with the lesson uh, of the the Kaaba, the well of Zamzam. You know, in some of these stores, they actually sell. I saw in the Arabic store Zamzam water. <laughs> and I don't know if it's real, but they say it's <laughs> actually from Saudi Arabia. But I saw it in a. Uh, Arabic store. I was looking for some soap, certain type of soap, and I, and I asked the brother in there, and you know, some of them kind of treat you when they see you, not of uh, Arab descent, you know. Some, and, and uh, I said, is "This actually Zamzam water." He said, "Yes, uh, it is." You know, so <laughs> I mean, to go to actually drink from the actual well, that's beautiful, and just to see really? and uh, and to know flowing for more than 4,000 years now, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's yeah. in itself a, a, amazing. Yes, uh, mm-hmm. I, um, I have a question. Um, uh, how long did you guys, you stayed uh, um, about, was it a week? Two weeks. About two weeks. About a week and a half. I know uh, I, I just want to commend the uh, um, actually, the the social media documentary you and uh, brother uh, Secretary Burvey did it was excellent. Yeah, and I was trying to all of the. Uh, it was beautiful. Just keeping up with it, and I just want to thank you for the beautiful job you did, brother Sultan. And I know you lost your voice, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so uh, yeah, I, can, I, did, I just now. yeah. And uh, yes. I just want to commend you all. And I'm just I'm just sitting here learning, so I just want to thank you all, and all praises due to Allah for the great work you're doing, and Sister Ava and the panel. And uh, I'm just going to listen and learn. All praises due to Allah. Inshallah, I want to be one of the ten thousand next time yes, we sir. go. I just pray for that. No, that's right, yeah, brother. Yes, sir. And, and you no, know, brother, brother Hill, you brother. Know, yes, ma'am. Uh, brother, you you have been a great uh, supporter of and mover in the uh, separation town halls um, as we prepare on this side of the Atlantic uh, for a referendum, a vote by the 
those among the 40 to 60 million descendants of slaves in America to determine who desires to reclaim their own, to return to their own. And there's just such a powerful connection uh, between our uh, determination to separate because that is why Master Fadid Muhammad came to us from the holy city of Mecca is to bring us out from under the rule of Satan. And when I, uh, as I'm beginning to hear more and more from the imam and those who went and beginning to see more and more video footage, and Brother Ahak is doing a beautiful job. Beautiful, um, beautiful job. Oh, my. He is, he is a true filmmaker. Um, this, it's really like experiencing us beginning to bring to birth our own nation because the talent and the skill set that exists are phenomenal. But just those few minutes of, of the interviews with you all and the, 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 the his, his ability to uh, choose which footage to cut away to, it was absolutely captivating. But, you know, when you think about the call for separation, which uh, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad in number four, What the Muslims Want, said, this continent or elsewhere. And the minister who he told us to go where he says go, you know, he has said we're going to start here, the the, the first Mm -hmm. phase of our separation will be territory within the continental United States, but that we have to prepare to go back to our true home. We, 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 right. we couldn't just go like we, like we were, you know, <laughs> that was not possible. And, you know, this, this journey uh, brings home to us who we are. Because, see, mm-hmm. we we also get so embedded in this black-white thing and this race mm-hmm. issue that mm-hmm. we forget who we really are. We're black people, but we're not – our history did not begin 450 years ago. You know, and, right. and the people, this, this hybrid that the white man named the Negro that he made – that's not who we are. Who we are, we are the Muslims. That's who we are. Um, and th- th- for some of us to go over there as a reality, you know, it just, right. what has me weeping the last few days is that, that what the Allah Muhammad has given us, you know, what Minister Farrakhan has given us, and it's being proven to us through this journey that Allah, God, did in fact come here That's in right. the person of right. Muhammad. There's no way we would be over there like this. There's, right. How would we made jump time to go from this paradigm, which is the mind of Satan, and travel not only 
spiritually and intellectually, but but even physically, black people don't go to Mecca. You know, mm. we we go to the Caribbean and sit at the pool, you know, and go mm. to clubs and bars. We're under, we go to Disney World for vacation. Wow. You know? <laughs> Well, we better save that that, that uh, vacation money up <laughs> and take ourselves to to Mecca, inshallah, with that ten thousand fearless. And, and uh, Dr. Ava, you really are pointing to you know something very important, you know, in our Muslim program. You know, I don't have to remind you, but it's just to remind us and remind myself um, that we are taught that the resurrection of our people that the resurrection begin will begin with us first that uh, we will be resurrected first uh, but then uh, mm-hmm. point number five ends with we believe in the resurrection of the righteous uh, so you know there is mm. a first and then there is a next <laughs> what's after the first uh, so we're looking at a muslim world uh, that three generations after Muhammad have deviated from the path of Islam as seen and implemented and revealed to Muhammad, peace be upon him. Uh, the three generations after him would no longer be of him. And in the narrations of Hadith, it is explained that uh, what it is meant that they would not be of him is that they would be treacherous, meaning they would not keep their oaths, uh, that they would become fat. Uh, and this was part of what the prophet represented mm-hmm. as not being of him. Uh, so in being treacherous, in being now what we would say obese and fat is representative of those that have taken the riches uh, of the Muslims and hoarded it through a nationalistic lens following the path of our open enemies. And we know now that, as you mentioned, that yes, the the work begins here first in the West, uh, but we are raising uh, the the flag of the sun, moon, and stars uh, for the world of Islam, a government, excuse me, of universal peace uh, that is what we wear on our shoulders and we have to be prepared to lift on our shoulders an entire world. So I thank Allah uh, for our minister keeping us not only focused on the independence that we must achieve here in the West by establishing our independent uh, state and nation, uh, but also reminding us uh, in the Muslim world that we have to get beyond as the ihram teaches us uh, through the symbol of uh, wearing what our minister calls the seamless garment of truth. Uh, This is a garment that has no stitches representing no nationalistic uh, 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 ties or bonds that is pure and white uh, that we seek uh, to keep our garment clean from any impurity. Uh, And in the ihram, we are not to quarrel, we're not to fight or even kill so much as uh, an insect, if if possible, and and stay away from even breaking branches of trees. Uh, So in this, we look 
and yeah. see the power of Allah intervening in our affairs uh, here in the wilderness of North America, raising a nation of people that will be assigned and are assigned uh, to Allah's coming and intervening in our affairs to renew us as a people. So I thank Allah for this journey, and you know I thank Allah for all of the trials and struggles that we went through to um, actually uh, complete the journey and make the journey possible. And there were many naysayers in the beginning. The Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan uh, is not moved on others' schedules, on somebody's itinerary. Uh, there were many that told us there's no way possible you can make this journey in such short notice. There's no way you'll be able to get visas. People try, try to do this, and they plan two years ahead of time. Why are you calling us a month away? Well, that's when Allah moved our ministry. Allah so everything moved out of you know, so everything then moved out of the way uh, for us to actually um, make this journey a reality uh, to many of those that were um, naysayers to us even being able to make a journey in such a short notice. It's like the Million Man March. People told him he, he uh-huh. was crazy. He, you know, people take long. They said they take longer than that to plan a wedding. You know, right. <laughs> you're calling a million people. <laughs> but yeah. as you just see, that's the thing. There's just so much to to this. And uh, brother uh, Talib testified as an oh, you know man. just one individual's experience with the speed and alacrity with which this journey came together. Uh, yes. And 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 it, it it also baffles the enemy though the way the honorable Mr. Right. Louis Farrakhan moves they cannot calculate how to defeat him they can't That's right. because he does things beyond their comprehension that that in their world you just don't do you know mm. you just don't That's run right. out and passports and visas in the twinkling of an eye you know. <laughs> No. And can, no. let me ask this real quick. Now, the air, the airlines, uh, the the flights. How? how I mean, let's let's have some real talk. Because we'll, we'll, we're getting ready to do this in a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. The the flights and the length of time and and all of that. How how was that? Yes, uh, we actually took a flight from Chicago to New York then New York to Dubai, then Dubai to Medina. Then we drove from Medina to Mecca. Uh, Then ultimately uh, we arrived um, first in the country uh, on the 28th of uh, May uh, during the last 10 nights. Uh, We then spent uh, about three days in Medina. Uh, before we drove uh, into Mecca for Umrah. Uh, And we then spent the duration of that time uh, remaining in Mecca, um, celebrating uh, Eid there and participating in Taraweeh prayers, the night prayers during the month of Ramadan, the Qiyam prayers, the resurrection prayers, both in Mecca and Medina. And uh, the Eid was very, very beautiful. We had the Eid uh, Salah. Um, there uh, with the 
Imam of Mecca delivering the khutbah. Um, and when I say there were millions and millions present, uh, it really was uh, mind-blowing to see uh, how many were present. Uh, we ultimately left um, from Jeddah, uh, flying to Riyadh, uh, the capital of uh, Saudi Arabia, um, on the 8th, and then returned uh, from Riyadh to Dubai, and then back from Dubai into New York and from New York to Chicago. So wow. it was a very um, arduous journey in terms of the flights and uh, what was uh, supportive of the itinerary that the host uh, in um, King Salman. Uh, we, th- we thank Allah for the, the uh, hospitality that was shown uh, by uh, King Salman and his staff of the Ministry of Islamic Affairs. Uh, literally on the day of Eid, they made the statement to us that usually we spend this day of Eid with our families, but you are our family. And our well, king well. wants us to sh- give you more and more and more attention, more and more uh, help and whatever you want, you know, please let us know. So they really were so attentive to uh, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan's desires of uh, what he wanted to see, where he wanted to go, and um, gifted uh, the minister with beautiful uh, mementos of the occasion and a very delicious cake, I have to say. I've never seen a cake with gold leaf on it before, uh, but uh, this cake um, <laughs> for Eid was, had gold leaf um, uh, icing on it. Uh, just to kind of top oh off the, the the uh, the travels there with lead celebrations and uh, and they uh, moved our minister to a much larger suite uh, overlooking uh, the Kaaba itself um, in its totality uh, for for the lead celebrations in our last days there. So um, you know the travel itself can be arduous. We have to uh, know that. We have to keep our blood circulating. Uh, it's sometimes a good idea to uh, do your best to stay up before making the travel, you know, a day, you know, give to begin to prepare yourself uh, for rest once you reach the location uh, that we will, uh, inshallah, be staying uh, so that your time clock can begin to adjust. Uh, the biggest thing, uh, with the travel as well is, you know, sometimes these planes get cold uh, and, you know, you want to make sure you have uh, uh, warm clothing, comfortable clothing uh, for the, for a journey like this. And I know, Dr. Ava, you've made the journey yourself. Uh, so, you know, even with these um, yeah. altitudes, you know, if you have any kind of uh, 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 sickness or illness that you must make sure you take your medications, bring your medications, make sure you put them in your, uh, in your uh, safe, in your hotel room or room that you'll stay in. Uh, just make sure you, you have everything that you would need as it relates to any, anything with our health. Um, and you still hear your brother struggling with this, what is known as MERS. I do. Middle East. Yeah. Uh, it's been a little over two weeks now. Um, with this, uh, no, a little less than two weeks, but but, but about two weeks uh, where it's all respiratory, uh, 
And it really is from the sheer number of people. Um, I remember also um, catching this when I was uh, 16, making the Hajj. Um, so it's something that's almost unavoidable. Uh, more than half of the delegation um, are dealing with some level of uh, experience with this MERS, Middle Eastern Respiratory Syndrome. Um, um, I want to say it's, it's, it's endearingly called the Hodge cough, uh, but it's basically uh, just being around, uh, you know, 7 million people carrying germs from 7 million different places at one place at the same time. So uh, it's almost nearly impossible to get away without um, uh, some touch of, 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 of this cough. Uh, so one thing is, you know, it would be advisable if, if I had recalled properly and listened to the voice whispering, you know, the, the, the right thing to do would probably be put on uh, one of those uh, masks, you know, the, the, the masks that you see uh, worn in China, uh, or our brother Michael Jackson to cover, the, you know, the face from uh, um, inhaling uh, germs. And be careful getting uh, in. Right. Yes. So it's it, these are the smaller things that we look at them as small, but uh, you end up suffering, you know, if you don't uh, follow uh, these aspects of of, of uh, need to really take care of your health. Uh, it would be good to just build up your endurance uh, when you're running. I know one of uh, the delegates mentioned, man, I didn't realize how far these little hills were from each other. We were having to run back and forth between <laughs> them seven times, you know. So to build up our endurance of uh, uh, circling uh, the Kaaba, running between yeah. the hills, uh, and particularly, uh, again, you know, I can't stress the sheer amount of people in close proximity, literally chest to chest, uh, um, body to body in terms of proximity, uh, the, the perspiration, uh, your pores are open. Uh, so it's something that you want to make sure that you're in a good physical state as many of us uh, prepare to say go um, and participate in you know, mile walks for this uh, nonprofit endeavor, or raising funds for this or a, a, a run. Uh, that we should build up our endurance uh, for the activities themselves and the actual travel, which can weigh heavy on the immune system. So anything that we can do to build our immune system uh, during travel uh, in preparation for the travel and protect ourselves from um, any germs that we might uh, come across uh, during uh, the activities as well is, is highly, highly recommended. So in, in, in closing, uh, uh, just really quick, in closing, going our journey uh, took uh, a little over uh, 18 hours. But on return, we literally, between the stops and layovers and so forth, uh, the journey was 34 hours uh, uh, in wow. return. Yes. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> so, and you saw the stops, but these wouldn't this wouldn't uh, be the ten. When we go inshallah with ten thousand, 
um, all of these stops would not necessarily be on the itinerary for um, the larger group. Uh, the delegation was uh, moving around to different different locations. Be, yeah. Yes. And that's going to have to yes. be plane loads and plane loads. And you know, you know what I'm thinking, listening to you too, um, and thinking to you know our own a land of our own on this continent or elsewhere because sometimes and one of the questions always that that always comes up in the town hall meetings there's a, there's the anxiety that some of our people feel the fear that white people will do something to us and they're not able to discern that what they're doing to us now is far worse and 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 they they have better access to us <laughs> While we're with them, um, but the idea that. that we can regain a foothold because you know I, I can't get out of my mind the video footage of of the student supreme captain and leading that the 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 cadences and us going back and you know what I'm sitting there thinking that ten thousand somebody's going to stay there some somebody's going to stay. <laughs> Yes, you know, and you will be tempted, you know, this is a place where yeah. um, I, I think about our brother Abdul Malik, Imam Abdul Malik, uh, that was uh, supportive of um, the minister um, 25 years ago and going and, and was also uh, very supportive this time uh, that he, when he was 16 years old, um, got on a plane, made his uh, Hajj, and stayed. And uh, he basically his uh, uh, snapshot story was is that at 16 he stayed and became what they would call an illegal immigrant uh, to um, uh, <laughs> Mecca, and uh, they had found him there, and he was living in uh, the Haram there in Mecca, just you know, from the uh, generosity and, and uh, the hospitality of, of Muslims from all over the world, he was able to sustain his life. Um, and once they caught up with him that he was there long beyond his, uh, uh, his visa, uh, he shared with us that, you know, he wanted that he shared with those that were attempting to deport him at the time that, look, I'm only here to study Islam and I want to learn the language. So they then extended hospitality and granted our brother a um, a, a scholarship uh, to learn Arabic for four years and then told him that, you know, after you finish school, then you go on, go back home and teach your people. So uh, it's pointing to uh, the fact that, you know, the the generosity, the hospitality of the Muslim world is such that um, an individual can no doubt um, live on that, but we have to keep in the forefront of our minds that this is, as our brother mentioned, our inheritance. So let us not be selfish with staying by ourselves, you know. Let us take this inheritance and share it with the rest of our community. Um, and as our brother did, he came on back, and uh, praise be to Allah, he's doing a, a good work here um, among our people. Um, and I, I, again, it's it's such a uh, beautiful uh, land of plenty 
uh, we're talking just the expansions of the mosque itself, the holy precincts uh, that we had an opportunity to to uh, visit are in the billions of dollars. You know, um, we looked yes, up uh, the the monarch of Saudi Arabia and the wealth that is there um, is three times that of the monarch of Britain. You have the British monarchy. Yes. So when we, yes. when you talk about envy, you know, it's very profound that right. you would see uh, s- such riches and the envy of our open enemies uh, seeing the Muslim world yes, with sir. this, amount of wealth is 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 uh unparalleled and we can see their motive and wanting to destroy uh, the holy lands we're going to try to get one more uh, call in real quick um and 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 not only are we going to stay a contingency there but you also traveled with the minister i think more than once to iran and i think we're going to do the same thing there yes um brother gary um has a comment and we're we're just about we've only got about three minutes left, brother Gary. Assalamualaikum. Wa alaikum salam, uh, sister Ava, brother Imam, brother Terrence, yes, brother Ruben, salam, sir. and uh, whoever else may be online. I just wanted to say uh, I really don't know why you all y'all black folks. Uh, want reparations uh, when we gave y'all Barack Obama. I just don't understand. <laughs> that was amazing. That's that so symbol amazing. without something. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that was, that was a, 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 the, the mindset of a, a dyed-in-the-wool old-time Kentucky cracker right there. Um, but um, <laughs> That's right. And he represents the but, uh, of millions of people. That's right. That's right. <laughs> oh, my God. And it's just terrible. But reparations without separation is um, oh, yeah. is unspeakable. I mean, anything anything less than that is uncivilized in my uh, <laughs> in, from my vantage, our vantage point. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, that's an excellent point. Oh, yes, ma'am. Brother Imam, uh, beautiful. Everything that you have uh, shared tonight is just simply, simply beautiful. Um, My God, I mean, uh, I want to be in that 10,000. I pray Allah that I I will get that opportunity. Um, I don't know what all I'll have to do to prepare, but uh, whatever I need to do, (laughs) I had. I, I, I want to get started now. <laughs> Praise be to Allah. Well, you got no, yes, sir. started tonight. We, we, get, we got to go. But, you know, I think yes. this is a good start. Brother Imam, you're going to have to, you and some of the others, obviously going to have to hold classes, you know, some of them online even, um, and, right. get us, and get us ready. Yes. Already, already you've revealed amazing that. realities that we never would have thought of um, and and perhaps you can come back on we don't wear your voice out uh, come back on uh, and, and teach us some more but we I got the uh, 90 second uh, warning yes, uh, yes, that yes. we're about to go off the air and I thank you brother Gary uh, that's what I'll be talking about and I'm sure the minister in Detroit I know I in Philadelphia 
as well. Reparations has to be a component of separation. We 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 can't even receive reparations. And we won't get separation or reparations until we separate and can approach America as a sovereign entity. That's when we get our reparations. But I want to thank you, Brother Imam, Brother Ruben, uh, Sister Rona, Brother. Thank you. Um, You all are just phenomenal. Uh, All of the callers and listeners, I love the nation. May Allah bless all of us with love. The light of understanding. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum salam. Love you, family. Love you. Love you too.